and welcome to Gateway Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us. If you find our podcast is helping you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. Enjoy the message. (laughs) So again, if you're new, thanks for checking us out. So this is actually our third official service here at the church. I don't know when the cutoff is for us to stop counting how many services we're having. Three? Shit, okay. So this is the last time I'll say how many services that we've had. So uh, again, thank you for coming. Uh, Today we're actually starting a new series, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it, but I wanted to start by talking to you about a couple of my favorite actors. Who likes movies in the room? Everybody? Just a couple non-movie likers? Okay. So... One of my favorite actors, we're going to start, you can throw the first slide up there, is Denzel Washington. I've seen just about every Denzel Washington movie there is, at least in recent history. I know he's got some older stuff, um, but at least the new stuff I have seen. So we've got, remember the Titans up there, the Book of Eli was one of my favorites. Uh, The Equalizer uh, is one of my favorites as well. There's a couple of those versions, but I should also add that Katie and I don't exactly have the same taste in movies, so she probably wouldn't see this stuff with me. Uh, Maybe the Book of Eli would pique her interest, but for the most part, uh, she wouldn't watch that with me. Now, I I like movies, but when you have this thing called a baby, um, you don't always get that extra time that you had before you had one. So... (laughs) That's been uh, a kind of a challenge, you know, not being able to watch movies and stuff. But the next actor that I like is The Rock. I like watching his movies. Uh, there's the Fast and Furious movies, which we've all known. Uh, he's a part of those. He's also part of the Jumanji series, the new Jumanji series, the remakes. And my personal favorite, The Tooth Fairy. Uh, He was in that one as well, if you guys remember that. It's kind of an older one. But since I've seen these movies, since I've seen these actors in these movies, I have a sense of feeling like I know them. I feel like I know who they are. Like if I saw him at an airport, I could yell, Hey, Dwayne! And hopefully he could know it was me and wave back, but (laughs) honestly, it would probably just be an awkward encounter, right? I feel like I know them, even though the version of them that I know is depicted through the eyes of the writer or director, right, of that movie. But that's not who they really are in real person, in real life. Now go ahead and throw the next slide up. Who are these pictures of? Okay, Jesus, right? These are all pictures of Jesus. Now, We've also seen him depicted in, like, Passion of the Christ by a different actor. We've seen him done, like, in The Chosen, that series. But here's what we see from those predictions. They're all different. Most pictures of Jesus reflect the painter's experience, or whoever is directing the movie, or whoever is casting, uh, based on the region that they live with. So in the Western world, you tend to see more of, like, white Jesus, right? As you move towards the west or the east, you start to see like a browner and browner Jesus, depending on where you're at. So these are all just 
what we see through the author of the picture or the movie, but that's not who really Jesus is, is it? But let me ask you this. How often do we attempt to make Jesus into our own image? And not just physically, but theologically as well. How often do we try to make Jesus what we want him to be? There are many ideas about who Jesus is, but we must, however, let him speak for himself. See, John's gospel is the only gospel that begins with the story of Jesus Christ, not as he appears on the earth, but as he existed before time. The gospel of John tells us who Jesus really is. He tells us exactly who is, not a depiction, not a translation of someone else's view of him. We don't even have to guess. It's right there in scriptures. So I'm excited to jump in this series. It's called John, The Way, The Truth, and The Life. And we will start with tonight's scripture reading, and it's coming from John chapter 1. We'll, we'll just stick around uh, a few verses, but one through three for this evening. Again, you can follow along on your, in your Bibles, on your phones, or you, it's going to be above me here. So it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. So before we dig into that, I'm going to pray. So God, I just ask that you may be here for this series, God. We invite your Holy Spirit into this place. We ask that you reveal yourself to us, God. You explain to us exactly who you are, God. I just ask that you may use me as your mouthpiece. And just meet us where we are this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today let's talk about the Word before he became flesh. And before we talk about the Word before he became flesh, let's clarify who the Word is. When John said the Word was made flesh, he's making it very clear who the Word is. The Word is our Lord Jesus Christ. The Word, or I should say the Word, Word, is <laughs> a title that is exclusive in the writings of the Apostle John. And the title comes from the Greek word logos, which means to, to say something, essentially. The word speaks of communicating something. The idea is that Jesus communicates or reveals the Father to us. And we read in John chapter 1, verse 18, that no one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who himself, God, and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. See, Jesus is the great revelation of the Father. We know, we know that no one has ever seen God directly, but in Jesus, we see the Father. As we look at the Word becoming flesh, I want us to see what John has to say about the Word before he became flesh. So, 
our point number one is Jesus is God. We read in John chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And this is one of the greatest statements in the Bible concerning the deity of Jesus Christ. Now, what do I mean by deity? I mean his, his status, his position, essentially his, his place. It is a clear declaration that Jesus is God. Now, Jesus was more than just a genius or a martyr or a reformer. He, he was actually God. In our, in our present-day political correctness world where we sometimes just, we downplay things and we kind of veer away from our own doctrines, the doctrines that we know, I think it's important that we, as Christians, we nail down those certain beliefs and hold them as essential pillars of our faith. And one of those truths is the deity of Jesus Christ. As we look closer at the position of Jesus, let's take a look at a couple of things that speak to his position as God. First, there's the pre-existence of Jesus, before Jesus. The words, in the beginning take us back to the beginning of all things as we know them. They take us back to the creation of the universe. They tell us that before all things came into existence, Jesus was. They don't say that Jesus was one of the created beings or that beginning included the beginning of his existence. They just declare that in the beginning, Jesus was. Now, the word was is a word that is often used for deity. It, it means to be or to be or to be I am, essentially. It talks about something that has always existed without beginning or origin. In the beginning, we see the one who had no beginning. You see, Jesus is eternal. He has been there from the very beginning. Bible says in Psalms 90 verse 2, before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Now let's, let's take a look back for a second. If we could walk back to the edge of eternity, to the very beginning of time, before anything was there, we would still find God. Isn't that crazy? There's never been a moment when he was not there, and there will never be a moment where he is not. There's never been a moment where he was not there, and there will never be a moment when he is not. The next thing we see from the text is Christ as the person. There are two great statements made here about Christ being the person. First, he was with God, and secondly, he was God. 
Now, both of those statements speak to Jesus as a person, but it also says the word with, with literally means toward. So if I'm with you guys, I'm with you guys right now, right? I'm facing you. We're, we're towards each other. The idea is that Jesus and God acted together in all things. The relationship was in all things in perfect harmony, acting as one. Secondly, the statement that Jesus was God declares that they are one. And when the angel announced to Mary that she would give birth to a son, he said, they should call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So it was not a case of Jesus being a God, but he was God. When we talk about the Trinity, we're not talking about three gods, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're talking about one God manifested in three persons. Jesus is God. And before the Word ever became flesh, He was God. Now, we don't only see that Jesus is God, but our second point is that Jesus is great. Jesus is great. We read in John 1, verse 3, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. See, his greatness and his power was evidence to the creation of all things. And I mean, how great is that? That without him, there was nothing. And I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to imagine a state of nothingness. We, we tend to state, think of a state of nothingness as uh, an empty universe with no stars and no planets. But there was nothing, not even emptiness. There was not a single sound to be heard, no whispers, no songs. There was not even silence. There was not a single color to be seen. Could you imagine that? The darkness was even black, for there was no color whatsoever. There were no smells, kind of like when you have COVID. There's nothing like that. There was just nothing to smell. Just an absolute state of nothing. But out of that state of nothingness, God simply spoke and everything came into existence. You guys ready for a fun story? You guys ready for a fun story? Okay. <laughs> Make sure you're up. So a, uh, a Stanford physicist, I was reading this, uh, once said that it wouldn't take much to create a universe. He said all it would take to get a universe like ours started is a hundredth thousandth of a gram of matter. 
He even added that we can't rule out the possibility that our own universe was created in a lab by someone in another universe who just felt like doing it. They were bored one afternoon and said, let me create a whole world on the other side of, you know, the universe. Well, in the first place, it never ceases to amaze me <laughs> the levels of intelligence that we find in the uh, so-called institutions of higher learning, right? With, with, with such comments by one of their professors, it makes sense why people pay 60000 a year, you know, to attend such a school, right? But I would be interested in his theory to see if it works only if he would try to create the universe out of nothing. See, even the professor said, it'll take something. It needs a, a one-hundredth or whatever of a, of a gram to make something. But wouldn't it be more impressive if he made it out of nothing? Man may be able to do many amazing things, but it is far beyond man's ability to create something out of nothing. Only God can do that. Man can take something and do many things with it. I mean, look, we have these phones in our pockets that can do just about anything that you want. Make phone calls, take pictures, record videos. You could buy a house on your phone. I mean, you could buy, you could do anything on your phone. But even that came from something. But only God can take nothing and make something out of it. We're also reminded of his unquestionable power. We not only read in verse 3 that all things were made by him, but also without him, nothing was made that has been made. It was like John was saying, if you have any questions about how much power this guy has, just look around you. Everything stems from what God made. And lastly, our third point, short point, says, Jesus is gracious. And I draw your attention to John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Next week, we're going to talk more in detail about the Word being made flesh. But today, let me remind you that the Word becoming flesh is a story of grace from beginning to end. 
When we talk about grace, we're talking about what God has done for us. And anything God does for us is an act of grace. And when we talk about grace, we're talking about how we are undeserving of what God has done. Grace simply means that we did not deserve what God did for us. But he did it anyways. But he did it anyways. The word becoming flesh declares the message of his grace. The very fact that the word became flesh is a message of God's grace, and he could have just left us in a helpless and hopeless condition, but instead, he was made flesh. He came into this world to save us from our sins. If you have any doubts about God's love or his grace, look at John 316, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It's full of grace and truth. Michael, you can come up. The word becoming flesh demonstrates the measure of his grace as well. And if you want to know God's grace, just look at the word becoming flesh. Look at Jesus, who the Bible said God appointed to be the heir of all things in Hebrews. Jesus, who became man. Jesus, who was co-equal, co-essential, co-eternal with God. He stepped down from his position in heaven to the depths of humanity just to save us. That's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God we serve. As we transition into our prayer time, um, and as I think about just what Jesus has done for us, leaving his heavenly place so that our sins can be forgiven. That's the kind of thing that makes me want to tell everybody about Jesus. Because the world may not have a savior, but we do. And that should make us want to tell everybody about Jesus. And all we have to do is follow him.
So, tonight we learned about the origin, right? Who Jesus is. And there's plenty more to come in the, in the weeks to come as we go through the series, but just knowing what you know today, and if you're new to the word, uh, just knowing what you've heard just today, the creator of the universe who came to save us. He's calling for us. So my prayer opportunity for tonight is, is, is very simple. If you don't know Jesus and want to know Jesus, I want to be able to pray for you and give you some next steps. Or if you would like to recommit your life to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, I know who you are, but I haven't been doing my thing. Or I have been doing my thing, actually. But I haven't been doing your thing. And he's ready and able to take you back tonight. So if there's anyone in this room who would like to commit or recommit their lives, this is the time to stand. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray for you and see what God does. sitting and you should be standing. I'll pray for you anyways. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you anyways. So why don't we all stand? I will, I will pray and uh, we'll jump back into worship. So Father, we just thank you so much for this message. Thank you for revealing to us who you are. We thank you for this opportunity to just learn more about you. Clear as day, God. Your word is clear as day. And as we strive to be more like you each day, God, we just ask that you just give us the courage. The courage to come to you. God, I messed up, but I want to get things right. God, I'm not living right right now, but I want to make things right. Thank you once again for joining us on our podcast. If you find this message helped you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. We'll see you next time.